We're glad you're here today. We're glad you're in church. You have your Bible today, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Thank you so much, Brian. Luke chapter 2. We're going to be reading some of the Christmas story today. If you don't have a Bible, you can get a free Bible you can have out in the lobby at our guest central table. At our welcome table, you can grab a Bible there. We have one for you. If you have a Bible, bring it to church. Bring it to church. If you have a Bible and it's in church, can you open it to Luke chapter 2? We're going to start reading in verse 8. Hope you're in the Christmas spirit. Hope you're excited today. I'm excited. Uh, I don't need a reason to be excited for Christmas, but this week, uh, our little girl turns 16 this week. 16. I'm not going to point her out. I'm not going to embarrass her, but she's sitting right over there in the blue sweater. Uh, I say that because she's the extrovert in our family. Um, she's, a, she's a vibe, that one. She is a vibe. She's a vibe. Uh, she turned 16. It's going to be an amazing year. So proud of her. We love Maddie so much. And she gets her license, gets her beginners, hopefully on, on Friday. She'll be moving, getting her license. Probably her first job this year. Start paying rent this year. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not kidding. I said what I said. Uh, it's going to be a big year. We're really excited for Maddie. And then also Friday night, our son Josh flies home for Christmas from Vancouver. Before going back out, he's, moving, he's back out there till July. He's extended his internship, but he's coming home for Christmas. So we, it's a big week around here. We are in the Christmas spirit. But if you're not in the Christmas spirit, if you don't feel joy today, we're believing today when you leave the service, you're going you're gonna to be overwhelmed with the joy from heaven today. Luke chapter 2, start reading in verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of Lord, the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Sometimes when you experience heaven, it's terrifying. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I'll bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. God always does his best work in unexpected places. You're like, I don't know if God can move on me. You are a prime candidate for God to move because he chooses the unexpected places. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. I don't have time today, but if you want to know who God's pleased with, it's found in Romans 5.1. And it goes on and says, When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord told us about. They hurried to the village. They found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone, which had happened, and the angel said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. Sounds like a good mom right there. So many moms just keep these things in their heart, ponder these moments. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. This morning in our Christmas series, when heaven speaks, we're unpacking the in the Christmas story when heaven spoke, when angels and God and, and when heaven uh, pulled back the veil and started speaking to men and women, ordinary men and women, pulling out troops for that day and for us. Today, I want to talk on this second part of our series on this title today, Joy to the World. 
joy. Say it with me. Say joy to the world. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for those that are here. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be uh, powerful in this place. Would you make much of Jesus? And would you um, lead us today? We love you so much. God, we thank you that you are real and you are active in our lives. We pray that today would be another day of your faithfulness being known to us. God, you are the way maker. We pray that you would make a way. Wherever we need to see you move in our lives today, would you move in powerful ways. We have faith today. We believe. And God, we believe that you are moving us towards a building in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We're in the final two Sundays of the year. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? This was the longest and shortest year at the exact same time. 2023, I still feel like it's 2019. Am I the only one in that? Oh my gosh, God help us so much. Uh, As we go into a new year, this is my prayer for you, is that we're believing that you'll launch into a new year, not limp into a new year. Here we have have an an angel announcement. Three points points in this announcement. announcement. Really, really that that speaks to us us today. today. I want to unpack unpack this a few minutes minutes a lot to me. Three Three main main points to his announcement announcement in in, in in Luke chapter chapter 2. Number one, good good news. news. Secondly, Secondly, there was great joy. joy. And thirdly, thirdly, all all people. That is really really the whole summary of this message from heaven. I have good news today. This good news, when you hear it, is going to bring great joy. And that great joy is for all people. Joy to the world. Good news. Good news. I think more currently now, I think I've said this four times in the last four years, but we, if there's ever been a time we need good news, it's now. Have you realized that yet? It seems like just one more thing. Just one more thing. It's like, okay, we just get through that. It's like, really? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We just, oh, okay, Russia, calm down. What are you doing, Russia? We just got through a pandemic. You're like, okay, I see you, North Korea. I see what you're doing. You need to slow down. Well, inflation, where'd you come from? We need to slow down. Oh, I okay. All right, the price of craft dinner has doubled. That affects a lot of things. Have you seen these things? I'm just like, there's one, like gas prices. Come on, just what's going on? I'm like, we need some good news. We need some good news more than any other time. Um, when I do read the news, I don't watch the news, I read the news. But when I read the news, I actually find myself in this tug of war trying to find some unbiased, factual news. Looking for somewhere where there's no spin, right? He's like, watch this news. Okay, what's their angle? What's their political agenda? Trying to find somewhere. Okay, what's the spin on that blog? What's the spin on that newscast? What's the spin on that tweet? What's, I'm trying to find something factual. Can you just give me the facts? And when I do get somewhere that I think is factual, it's usually bad news. You know, good news doesn't sell, does it? You don't, you don't click on good news and it's usually bad news it's usually wars and death and stealing and lying and greed and uneven proportion of wealth and natural disasters and violence i need to remind you today the idea of christmas is good news christmas is amazing that god would come down and the eternal coming to the temporal it's good news it's good news we've never needed good news more this this is the moment that we're seeing here today in Scripture, in Luke chapter 2, this is the moment that all of history to that point was pointing towards. All of history was saying, just hang on. Just hang on. There's a plan. Just hang on. God is coming. He's going to do something. All of history, if you read through history, was looking forward to this moment. And all of eternity would look back 
to this moment. This is the moment to which time is divided. This is the moment that was prepared for and then also remembered this moment. See, there are a lot of miracles, but this is the miracle. You have the Red Sea, that's a miracle. You have the walls of Jericho coming down, that's a miracle. You have people being healed and raised from the dead, that is a miracle. But this is the miracle. This is the moment where heaven came down, where the uh, eternal became moved into the temporal, where heaven came to mankind. This is the moment. This is more than just a miracle. This is a moment. And you know it's uh, once in an eternity moment when heaven itself pulled back the veil and you saw heaven celebrating and singing. It's good news today. It's good news today. This good news that we're talking about itself has three main points. They said, what is this good news? It says here in Luke, it says that he is coming. Jesus is born. He's a savior. He's a Messiah. And he's a Lord. I'm not going to unpack all those today. We need to know this savior is that he's rescued us. If you're being saved by someone, by a first responder, they are rescuing you from a health crisis, from a natural disaster, from a car accident. You're being saved. The, The angels said, listen, all heaven pulls back the veil and the choir of heaven is singing over this moment because a savior is born. He's saving us. He's not just a savior, he's a messiah. The messiah, uh, as they were foretold in the Jewish culture, was coming to set up his kingdom set up authority, a kingdom with rules and culture and and government. He wasn't just saving us and leaving. He was saving us to set up a new kingdom. He was the Messiah, but he wasn't just Savior. He wasn't just Messiah. It also says he is Lord, which means after the saving, when the kingdom is built, that there will still be constant direction for us. It wasn't just saving us, going, I hope you're good. Go on your way. He's not only saving us. He's walking us to a kingdom, but he's also Lord where he wants to direct us. It's a God who came, it's good news. Matthew 1, we read it last week in the story to Joseph when the angel spoke to Joseph and it declares it this way about this, this Savior King, this Savior Messiah, this Lord. It says in verse 22, Emmanuel, God with us. That's how they describe this moment. It's, listen, listen, heaven's pulling back its curtain. The temporal is going to understand the eternal. This is the moment that history was looking to and and eternity will look back to. And this is the moment that God is going to be with us. With us. People say it's hard to believe. Like, it sounds like a fairy tale. That God would come as a child to a virgin birth and be raised in a manger. That sounds like Greek mythology or a fairy tale or some Marvel movie. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Why, why would God, why would God come that way? Why would he come as a child? It feels like a story to me. To walk among us. Why would he do that? I think there's a better question to ask today than why would he do that. I think the better question would be what... What if God was going to save mankind, if God was going to rescue, if God was going to set up his kingdom, if God was going to be Lord, what would be the best way for God to come down and understand us and know us and help us best? Because see, if you answer ask that question, your mind goes back, be born into human race. What better way than God with us to understand what we're going through. What a move from heaven. What a plan to walk among us and know our struggle. You know what the worst thing I've learned in my life of pastoring and even just living is the worst thing you can say to somebody when they're going through a hard time is, I know what you're going through. 
if you haven't gone through it. Some of you this year, you've lost a parent. Maybe you've lost someone close to you. Maybe you've lost a job and you're struggling with unemployment. Maybe it's um, depression or anxiety or something physical in your body. And if someone goes, yeah, 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 I know, I know what you're going through. You're like, really, have you? Have you lost your mom this year? Have you had that grief in your life? It, the worst thing you could say is, I know what you're going through. I was in a, in, a, in, a, in a time last week with someone in our church, and they were expressing a real tough season that they're going through in a place of grief and turmoil, and they're navigating it so well, but they're navigating, and there's pain in their situation. And you could tell they wanted to lighten the mood and kind of change the topic, and they said, well, you, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know, what I'm, you, you know how it is. And I just stopped and looked across the table and said, no, I don't. I can empathize, I can imagine how hard your situation is, but I do not know what you're going through. God with us. God said, listen, I want to empathize and so love and know. He says, listen, God wants to know our struggles, so he came to be born among us, to walk among us, to grow among us, that God at heaven itself can say, I know exactly what you're going through. Why? Because I lived the life you lived. I walked the streets you walked. I went through the struggles you went through. I lost a parent as a teenager. I took on responsibility. I navigated temptations. I know the struggle you're in. God knows what we're struggling with, the weaknesses, the temptations, the disappointment. He sees us, he understands us, and he cares. Oh, it's good news today. Emmanuel, God is with us. Not visiting us and saving us. He is God with us. God entered into our space and race, Emmanuel, God with us. It's good news today. It's not only good news, it says it brings great joy, this message. I thought about that, this great message and great joy. Do I have joy in my heart today? And I started thinking, listen, Jesus is, is Savior today. And this is what brings great joy. He isn't just a teacher of morality. And sometimes we want to just make him a teacher of morality confined to a quote on social media or, or in our thoughts of just a, he's just a, a God of one-liners of morality. Matthew 121 goes back and says this, it says, for he will save their people from their sins. He's a savior. So it's this picture of these two pillars of the Christmas story. Emmanuel, God is with us, and he's also Jesus, the savior of our sins. And those two pillars is what the Christmas story is built on. Is that God came to be with us, but he's not just a moral teacher. He's not just, just some influencer. He is actually the savior of our sins. Pastor John Tyson says it this way, if you have a savior who isn't with us, you live in fear and disconnection. But if you have someone who is with you, but they can't save you, you just have a mascot. And some of us, we just have a mascot. We have someone that we wear their clothing brand and their necklaces and crosses, and it's just a mascot to hype us up and to get us excited, but there's no power in their life. No, no, he is God with us, but he's also the God that saves us. This is the good news that brings great joy. This is a moment to celebrate in this story, in this passage. The angels were singing and celebrating. It's interesting, they were singing and celebrating. Heaven was rejoicing, but it wasn't them who were being saved or freed. You know, it's interesting, the angels were celebrating. You have this picture of this field. Light shines bright in the darkness, in this dark field of the night. These shepherds were in outlying places. I don't know if you ever feel like you're on the outside. I've often wondered why shepherds were feeding their flocks at night. I don't know why. 
That seems like they go in the pens at night. They don't go into the fields at night. The fields, it says they were guarding them because of wolves and predators and people trying to steal. It's a, you, you, you have this picture of these, these shepherds that are in a place that is not safe. It's not comfortable. They should be sleeping. They're on the night shift. All the nurses know what I'm talking about, the, the pain of the night shifts. And they're navigating and they're trying to feed their sheep and navigate protection. And in the middle of that dark, forgotten, there's other places they wish they were. It says, heaven, pull back the curtain. But here's the thought today. The angels were celebrating something that they would never benefit from. It seems like so much in culture, people can only celebrate when it benefits them. You ever, you know, you ever see that? You put something up on social media celebrating, no comments, no likes. They'll view your story, which means they want to see your, what you're going through, but they don't, they're not close enough to actually celebrate your victory. It says that these angels could not benefit from it, but they were celebrating. But we, the church, are benefited from it, but we won't celebrate. Oh, that the church would get its shout back again. Understanding the angels were singing and cheering and celebrating, and they would never benefit from being forgiven of their sins, of a new life, of new hope and joy, knowing they are one with Father, called back into eternity. They would never benefit from the cross, never benefit from being forgiven of their sins, yet they celebrated. But so many times in the church, we benefit from the good news of the cross, but there is no shout in our heart. There's no joy in our heart. There's no song in our mouth. Oh, that we would get our shout back as a church. There would be joy back in our hearts. I'm kind of sick of Christmas carols. I know the decorations go up way too early. Oh, that Christmas would not be a season, but it would be a changing of our hearts. Knowing God is with us and he saves us. Oh, that we would put a shout back in our heart. I'm praying this season that there be a shout put back in the church. We don't want a nice church. We want a church that understands that God with us is the God that saves us. Oh, it's good news with great joy. The problem is many of us don't really think we need a savior. We don't believe we need a savior we actually think we need a divine life coach, but that's all we need. Suggesting directions. Just need a life coach. Just got a meeting with my life coach this week. It's going to get me back. I'm a little, I'm a little off kilter. I need to get in the right headspace again, kind of pump me up. Most of us don't think we need to be saved. We think we just need a divine life coach or maybe just some heavenly influencer to get some ideas and tips from. That's a good idea. It's a good tip. Thank you, heavenly influencer. Thank you for just kind of, I might not, God might not have Instagram, but some of you go into here or go into worship or maybe even come here just kind of get, okay, I'm influenced. All right, I got some direction. We've limited God to being an influencer in our life, or maybe God's just your therapist. And I believe in therapy, but maybe we just want God to listen to us and let us vent to him, but we don't think we need saving. We don't really believe that we're lost or that we're bad. I got news for you. You're all on the naughty list. We think we just need some coaching, some helping, but we don't think we need saving today. Mankind, you need to hear me say, mankind is sinful. Mankind is filled with darkness. We are broken and we are lost. That is the reality of life. We are broken. We aren't good. No, I am good. No, you're not good. I'm not good. Without Jesus, I am sinful, lost, and broken, and that is the good news of the gospel. See, you'll never, you'll never enjoy a Savior if you don't understand you needed to be saved. We aren't good. We try to be good for periods of time. We can put it together for maybe weeks, hours, maybe even months, but then we relapse into our greed, lust, pride, and apathy. And in our own strength, we can put a few weeks together. I'm just being really good. New Year's resolutions. 
We put them together and I'm going to try really hard and we relapse to our default setting. Default settings are so frustrating if you can't change them, aren't they? On your computer, on your email, on any device you have, maybe in your car, you ever get your seat just where you want it? Those of you that are blessed with power seats in your car, you get it where you want it. But then if you're married to someone like I am that's five foot two and they get back in and put it back the way they had it, you get back in the car going, I spent five minutes yesterday getting the lumbar just right, the seat just right, the mirrors just right. I get back in and it's gone back to its default Nancy Miller setting. Five foot two, steering wheel's up here on me. I can't see the mirrors. The lumbar's poking out. I'm like, my God, how do you drive? Why? I'm like, no, just leave it the way I wanted it. We're like that. We try really hard. When I come to church, I'm going I'm to read, I'm going to pray, I'm going to worship, I'm going to give, I'm going I'm I'm to work really hard. I'm going to love my spouse and be good to my neighbor and not kick the dog. Come on, somebody, I'm not going to get angry in traffic. I'm not going to post on, on Facebook and vent. And you try really hard for a day, a week, maybe even a month, and then at some point you relapse into your default setting. Why? Because at our heart we are broken, sinful, and lost. We're not good. The world is a mess because mankind is not good. People say, why is the world a mess? Where's God? It's not God that made it a mess. We are evil and sinful. We need to wrestle with that. If you don't wrestle with that, there is no joy. There is no good news. The world is a mess because we're not good. We're the ones starting wars. We're the ones causing injustice. We're the ones abusing and causing pain. We're the ones because our default setting is sin. That's why our hope isn't in a better government, and we need better government. Our hope is not in better systems, and we need to fix the systems. But our hope is not in better education, though we need to be taught. Though all helpful in themselves, they're powerless because mankind at our core is far from God, far from holiness, and far from good. That's why there will always be greed. There will always be injustice. There will always be lying. There will always be stealing. There will always be the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. There will always be the pushing away of the marginalized. Why? Because at our core, we are selfish, broken, and lost in sin. We think freedom is the solution. Free expression, more rights, more options to do what we want. If we were more free, if we can get more free, then the world would be better. Here's what I've realized. North America, for the large part, leads the world in freedom. If you don't think we do, you need to travel more. For the most part, North America, we are free to do what we want. We've never had more freedom. Freedom to spend where we want. Freedom to learn what we want. Freedom to live any day we choose. Freedom to choose what identity we want to be identified by. Freedom to choose what work you want to do. We are free to make our own choices. We are the most free, but we're also the most plagued with abuse, murder, violence, depression, and we are overcome with anxiety. There's never been more of a plague of anxiety in our culture, and we've never been more free. Our hope is not in freedom. Why? Because in ourselves, our freedom will take us back to our sin, far from God. Our hope is in the good news that God among us can also free us. The God among us that walks with us can save us. He is both Lord and Savior and Messiah. This is the good news. We don't need correction. We need a resurrection. That's the good news. New life is needed, and this is the good news the angels are announcing. It's good news that brings great joy. If you don't know where you were, then you won't understand what he did. Some of you need to go back and realize just how far from God and broken you are, your default setting in your heart of heart. I was with a pastor this week. I drove to New Brunswick to have lunch. He drove halfway. I drove halfway to go to the big stop. I felt the most Eastern Canadian I've ever felt in my life. 
and I had the turkey dinner at the big stop. Yes, I did. And a cut of pie. Where's my newfies at? I had a cut of pie. We drove there, and he said, you know what I've realized in this season? He's a pastor, a faithful husband, a great father, a great pastor. He said, I would make it a fantastic sinner. He said, I'm all in. I'm all in building the church, but if I was far from God, I'd be all in on sin. All in. Listen, if you don't understand where you were, you won't understand what he did. If you don't understand what he did, then there'll be no shout in your mouth of joy. And I think the reason why there's no joy in the church, there's no shout in our mouth, we don't understand what he did and where we were. But if we would understand that we were broken, far from God, that he's not an influencer, he's not a life coach, he's not a therapist, he is God with us and he is a savior, it would change it and that good news would bring great joy. Great joy. All that joy would come back into the church. The church needs to get it shout back, the good news that brings great joy to this world. This Christmas, you can understand this great joy today. You might not be financially where you need to be. You might not be in the relationship you think you deserve. You may not be feeling as healthy as you ought to be. But I can tell you this, there's a God among us that understands our pain and our shame. He understands the journey we are on. He came not to visit and save and leave. He walked among us. He understands our temptation and our frustrations. But he's also the God that saves us. And the heaven pulled back the curtains and they were celebrating going, do you understand? We've been waiting for this moment. Everything to this moment was for this and we will spend eternity looking back going, look what God has done. This is the moment we sing about today. It's good news. Christmas is the story of good news. The God that's with us is the God that can save us. And it brings great joy. Number three, it's not only good news that brings great joy. It says it's for all people. For all people people. I take great hope in that. Christmas is another chance for God to announce his good news and that it's for everybody. There's very few things in culture that are for everybody. Very few places that are for everybody. Very few places you can go you feel like I'm convinced that this is for everybody. The good news is for all people. We're trying to Segregate, segregate and, and, and compartmentalize and marginalize. And financially, there's never been more, um, more separation between the masses of the haves and the have-nots. And it's only going to get worse because of the greed in mankind. I'm reading about grocery stores profiting off of the pandemic. And you see, why? Is anybody surprised? I'm not. Why? Because in our heart, we are evil. And we'll always want more money, more fame, more power, more land. We'll want more. But I'm convinced today that God is good and it's for all people. Yeah, but I didn't grow up in this or I've been in this a long time. And If you knew who my parents were, if you knew who my dad is, if you knew where I've been, it's for all people. And today in this room, you're surrounded by people who have experienced this good news. Majority of people in this room, they're not wasting their lives cheering on a heavenly mascot. They're not wasting their lives just trying to get a little tip or trick from some heavenly influencer. They actually have experienced this good news from heaven. They understood that on their own they were broken and far from God. But they're not good. Tried hard, but they're not good. Their default setting was sin. And they didn't need correction. They didn't need some tinkering. They needed a resurrection. The Bible promises new life. They're not wasting their lives chasing some religion 
but they've experienced God. They have a purpose, they have new life, and they have hope. And you're surrounded by people that have been forgiven for some awful sins. We got some great sinners in this church. We should brag. That should be our bio on Instagram. That should be a theme of our church. Far from God, and we're really good sinners. We have some great, you should have seen what they used to do. We should have linked some to understand what the heavens were celebrating, that good news. There's a joy that will bubble up inside of you going, listen, I may not have what I need around me right now, but God is working in dark places. And if he never does another thing for me, I know that he was with us and he is for us, that he came to be among us, but he came to save me. And new life is possible. We have found grace and forgiveness in Jesus. And because of that comes great joy. I love verse 15 we read today. When the angels returned to heaven, they stopped singing and celebrating. The the curtain of heaven pulled back and closed off the singing. The shepherds had a glimpse of the celebration in heaven, of the moment they'd been planning for and believing for and getting ready for. Now Jesus was born and heaven was celebrating. And when the curtain closed again and the skies darkened and the angels faded off, these shepherds said to each other in verse 15, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Our prayer this Christmas for you is that you would decide to see for yourself what this good news is. I'm talking to you, Christians. You lost your shout because you lost the perspective. You put God into another box he never wanted to be in. He's not your influencer. He's not your mascot. He is your Lord and Savior, Messiah, and God. Our prayer is that you would decide for yourself to go and see what was told about, what was sung about, what was screamed about, and what was celebrated. That this joy to the world would fill your heart. That you would go after it yourself. Pursue it this Christmas. Go after the God of good news with great joy for all people. This Christmas, our prayer is not that you would just finish this year strong in your relationships, in your giving, in your health. No, no, no. We don't need, we're not here to pep talk you. We're not your community club. We're not your, I'm not your influencer or your life coach. But together, we would say, let us go find this God. Let's go see for ourselves that what he says is true. This good news that I was once lost, but I am found. That my default setting can be reset. That I am saved and born again and forgiven. That God gave me a new life and a new heart, a new hope. I'm not slave to my temptations or my cravings or my desires. I now walk with Christ. And though I mess up, there is forgiveness, but I am changed. I am a new person today good news all of the church would understand that again joy to the world more than a carol be in our lips not just in december but in january in april in august and it's for everybody who's it for it's for you it's for me it's for us our our prayer this christmas is that you would go and see for yourself come let us see for ourselves the things that we have heard that god is good and there is joy available amen can we stand to our feet today team's going to lead us in worship for one song. Our prayer today is that you would see for yourself, pursue God, go after him today. This God that brings good news, that brings great joy for all people. Father, right now, we just welcome you.
Emmanuel, God with us. God, you understand our pressure. You understand our fear. You understand our dreams. You understand our weakness. You understand our frustration. You walked among us. God with us. But God, you're also Savior. God, thank you that you save us. You redeem us. You, you, you give us new life and new hope. Oh God, would we be confronted with this good news and would you fill us with great joy. In Jesus' name.
this Christmas when we pursue the God that pursued us. Amen. Let me bless you today as we close. Father, I bless this church. I bless the first-time guest and the every week member to be reminded of this good news of God with us and God who saves us. And I pray a joy would come back into our hearts, into our homes, into our services. Great joy, which heaven screamed and celebrated. Would we cry out, God, you are so good. We pursue you this Christmas. Fill our hearts again with freshness. This good news with great joy for all people. In the name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said, amen, amen. Merry Christmas. Have an amazing week. Coffee's open. Pick up your kids. Next Steps is happening. And we'll see you back here next Sunday as we conclude our series for Christmas. But I'm tired of walking the wire.